show. Valentine's Day, February 14, 2023, and it's episode 367. And I am pumped to have this guy on the show. I've known him for, I don't know, maybe 25 years. A long damn time. He's from Missouri. Uh, it's Alex Clemson, head coach out at Maryland. Alex, how the heck are you today? For having me on. I think uh, I think we have known each other 25 years. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Like Central Missouri, Highway 63. That's what connects Moberly, right, to to Columbia. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, he's from a town. He's from a town. What, 30 minutes up the road from Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, 25 years ago, if if you know wherever we were in life, high school or college, if I'd have said, "Hey, you know, in 25 years you're gonna be the head coach of Maryland." What would you what would you have thought? Oh man, you know, at, at that moment I probably wasn't thinking about a career in wrestling. Um my dad was a high school administrator and um I actually wanted to be a high school history teacher and wrestling coach and he was like, "No." <laughs> and uh um so I, I went to school to get a business degree and uh um really fell in love with coaching uh, my red shirt year uh was injured and, and had two surgeries and and just spent a lot of time with coach flynn and coach roselli and i was like these guys they just have a blast all day i, I think this is what i want to do and so here i am so and what was the injury Re- refresh my memory yeah i had um i had both of my hips scoped i had a labral um repair and uh femoral head impingement so basically just bone spurs like early off arthritis cleaned up and uh and the labrum repaired so it's like the you know the cartilage in your hip and uh um pretty big injuries and uh was fortunate that i started right away uh as a true freshman and had that red shirt year because back then they weren't giving out medical red shirts the way they give them out now so yeah. um i was you know thankful that the path i was on uh, worked work to its best ability because I got four chances at an NCAA tournament. Well, and I mean, right, uh, injury is never a good thing, but like almost like that that year being sitting out like helped at least open your eyes to coaching more more than you than you would have. Like, do you think this? Do you think you would have ended up here eventually, anyways? Had that not happened and, and not seen the coaches doing their thing all day? I don't know. Um, that's a great question. I, I don't know. Uh, man, I. Never thought about this. Yeah, never, never thought about it. I, I, I do know that 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 time, um, just you know, I missed wrestling. I, I wasn't able to practice, and was in a brace, this weird hip brace, and was doing rehab, and and uh, had not been in the room for a while. And and Tim and Lou were like, "Dude, we miss you. Like, let's, you know, you're getting back on your feet. Why don't we schedule our rehabs at different times other than practice? And you just come around and sit on the bike, or you know, sit against the wall. And they were like, "You don't necessarily have to coach." But, you know, watch, take notes, and, and then we'll kind of catch up with what we what you saw. And so I started to look at the sport completely differently. And uh, um, it was it was really enjoyable. I liked watching wrestling more than I realized at that time. Were you spending time with the coaches, like, during their day outside of practice, doing whatever they do as well? Yeah, yeah. I would just hang out at the office, basically. Um you know, I was, I was fortunate, uh, didn't have to take a full load all the time. I, I usually only had 12 hours. And so, um, school came fairly naturally to me and, uh, I, I seem to have a little more free time on my hands, maybe than a lot of student athletes, the injury and then school being kind of easy for me. 
And so I would, you know, I just, I missed wrestling and uh, Tim and Lou were, um, you know, they became, I would say more than mentors pretty quickly. And, uh, um, I, you know, you're probably never friends with your coaches, but um, there was a good bond there and, and uh, they were just really good to me. And I, I would just hang out in the office. Sometimes I'd, you know, have lunch or sometimes I'd just be in there, I think probably annoying them. Um, but, you know, I just, I missed, I missed wrestling. And uh, I think they could tell that too, probably. And uh, so I just hung out and, and, you know, then they kind of put me to work and then, you know, I started to get healthy. And so I just transitioned back into being an athlete, but I was like, I, I never forgot kind of how they were living their life and what they were doing. And, and I, it just clicked. I was like, this is what I want to do. In that tiny little office. <laughs> Because <laughs> like a closet. Uh, so at, at what was it right then when you were like, because I'm sure you go business school, you thought either coaching, like teaching like your dad or, or some kind of business. Was it yeah. immediate or was it over the next few years where you're like, nah, I think actually college coaching is what I want to do. No, it was pretty immediate. Um, I originally went to business school, my wife and I are high school sweethearts. And I thought uh, her dad ran a successful business. I thought I'd work for him. I had interned with him in high school through a like work school thing and, and liked what they did too. And I actually did a, I job shadowed, uh, I had to job shadow somebody like outside of our community for that program. And I got Smith. Um, I talked Brian to let me uh, job shadow him <laughs> and I spent a day with Brian and uh, I know I annoyed the hell out of him that day. Um, but I, that day I was like, oh man, what he does is really cool too. And I think that was kind of always in the back of my head, but I was on this business track. And then when I told Tim the first time that, hey, I think I want to be a college coach, I might switch majors. And Tim was like, no, 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 don't do that. I, I got a business degree. I have an MBA. Um, college athletics is becoming more business every day with budgets and fundraising and future planning. And he's like, you can take all the skills from the business world and apply them uh to coaching and uh that's what i did so i actually double ended up double majoring i i switched from marketing to marketing and finance and then got a math minor and uh oh math minor i use those finance skills all the time with budgeting it's actually a really natural fit i think business school for today's coaching world yeah um did you know that so was it, it was that converse that conversation with tim helped you understand Hey, it's not just running practice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, um, we, we actually started to talk a lot about that. I think that conversation kind of sparked it. Hey, yeah, you like, you see what we do, um, practice planning and, and strategizing and talking about recruits, but there's a whole other world to it. And uh, um, that's where your business degree is really going to come into play. And, and that was, you know, that's fun for me because I'm a numbers guy. And uh, um I get to use that side of my brain coaching and that's, that's stimulating. Yeah. And, and I want to talk about, and maybe we, we, I don't know we've chatted about this before, but I don't know how in depth or to what degree, but you know, your time at Missouri and obviously I have a, an affinity to Brian, I think, and I think he, he does do a lot of things outside of the practice room. Right. And I think he's continuing. I think that comes from Jack Spates and you see it in Rob Cole and there's this whole, and now Brian's putting out all these coaches, you know, is that part of the reason you wanted to go there to, 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 as a coach? Yeah. Yeah. There was multiple reasons, right? I mean, obviously the personal thing, uh, my family, you know, yeah. uh, being from Moberly, my wife being from Moberly, her mom and dad were in Columbia at the time. 
Um, her two little sisters were in Columbia at the time. Her brother was in Columbia at the time. Um, so that was, you know, family for me is, is really big. Uh, that was part of it. The other part of it was, um, man, I, it's weird to say this because I love my time at Edinburgh and, and how close Tim and Lou and I are. But part of me always was like, I probably should have been a Tiger. And uh, so I wasn't going to bring I, it up, but... A, yeah, I got a chance to, to, to be a tiger and, and Brian and I, we have a funny, there's a funny backstory to that. And we like to give each other crap every once in a while about it. Who messed that one up? Um, well, well, but, well, uh, let's hear it. Hold on. <laughs> You're 30 minutes from Columbia and they were an up and coming program. I was always like, that seems like a no brain. You come to the camps and I've. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think. I, um, I don't know if it's like. A... No. Yeah. I mean, there's there's probably a private thing that I don't want to share. Um, sure. and, and that's, there's somebody that was involved with the program then that I still to this day don't enjoy to be around. Um, okay. but Brian was, you know, um, obviously he's a phenomenal coach and a great leader. And I think one of the things that they didn't do a great job of, and, and this is something that, that we talked about him and I've talked about and, and Northwestern didn't do a great job at, at the same time. So they didn't do a good job of communicating. Neither program did a great job of communicating kind of who else they were recruiting and who else they had coming in the down the line and, and in the hopper. Because um, at the time, you know, Northwestern had Tamalo and, and uh, um, Herbert coming and Lang, and they had some dudes coming, and, and they didn't ex do a great job of explaining that either. And similarly with Brian, um, just they weren't talking to me about, hey, we think Ben's going to come, and then Ben will bring his little brother, and then there's this other guy Pell, who is from their high school that we're on and the, your workout partner situation is going to be really strong. I think that that wasn't um, maybe as communicated as, as well as, you know, Tim and Lou did a really good job of, hey, Josh Koshek, Dave Shuttleman, Matt King, Nate Yetzer. Um, that was a big thing for me. And, and maybe they just thought I knew being 30 minutes down the road. Sure. Um, but that, that was a, that was a weird thing that, I, I look back and I think that maybe could have tipped the scale knowing, you know, who I would have been with um, and, and, and where the build was going to be. Um, maybe they didn't share the vision as well as they could have at the time. And um, Brian and I actually talked about that at length. And I think that's something that he does a great job with now. Um, look at all the recruits and all the workout partners and the talent. They have that stacked in that room. So um, that was, that was part of it. Uh, but you know, so coming home was, was great. And then, yeah, I, so being a, a chance to be a Tiger, to circle back to your original question. And then the last thing was, is, you know, again, with how great of a job Brian's done and the success that he's had, I'm ultra competitive. I wanted a chance to compete at the highest level and to chase national championships and team trophies and coach elite athletes. And I knew when coming home with Jaden and Willie and Daniel, um, and Drake, you know, I got Drake his senior year, um, Alan Waters, et cetera, et cetera. Devin, right, who's with me now. I mean, Matt Manley. I mean, think about it. The list goes on and on. And yeah. then just about everybody on that team right now, um, I had a hand in um, recruiting or developing, at, you know, at least early in their career. So um, or was on the process of getting those guys committed um, before I left for Maryland. And that was that was awesome being able to, to really uh, attract and coach elite kids. And, uh, um, I knew I was going to have that opportunity at Missouri and was extremely thankful for my time, um, in Columbia with, with Brian and, and, uh, 
um, everybody else in, in that athletics department. Um, that's why I have the opportunity I have today at Maryland and uh, will forever be thankful for my time as a Tiger. For sure. Uh, I don't know. I've said this before too. You know, my, I came to Missouri the same time as Brian did. I know you knew, I knew, I know. You yeah. Knew. But, uh, but he was, didn't recruit you, right? You were right. a holdover. Right. Right. I got yeah. recruited by the other coach, but you know, but after I signed the, the coaching change happened. So, but he comes in and the, the first meeting with the team, you know, and you know, you know, this. a lot of people I think do Missouri wasn't very good at the time. And he said, we're going to beat the Iowa's. We're going to beat the Oklahoma's. And I remember thinking, Dude, it's okay. Kind of crazy. I'll do what you say, but this, you're out of your mind. And here we are, you know, and, and he has done that. Yeah. What did you say to the team on the first, you know, at Maryland? Very similar, actually. I, I, uh, um, I told him two things. One was this group of kids is the most important group of kids in the country right now to me. Um, outside of the two children I have in my own home, the, the 30 kids in front of me um, are, are the most important people on the planet. And if I don't get you guys to buy in, if I can't get you guys going in the right direction, we're going to have a hard time bringing, you know, increased talent and, and increased numbers and, and the future in because they're not going to want to be around. Um, we we got to get this ship right first. And uh, the second thing was, is I didn't come to College Park to do anything except win. And everywhere I've been, whether it was in high school or as an athlete and then coaching, um, programs saw upticks. And I'm not saying I'm the reason, but I think uh, I'm part of a formula that has been successful. And now I get to be the guy that kind of directs that formula. And we're going to be successful here as well. And the Big Ten allows you to compete against the best programs in the country. And I want to beat all those programs. And everywhere I've been, we have. When I was at Edinburgh, we beat Penn State. When I was at Missouri, we beat Ohio State. Why can't we do the same thing when I'm at, at Maryland? And we're going to at some point. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And obviously, you know, a, a, a very big, meaningful dual win for you guys uh, this past weekend over Purdue. But, you know, it, it, from, the day, from the day one when you gave that speech to today, what's been the, the most challenging thing or moment or, or time when you had doubt? Um, yeah. Give me, give me like a, you know, a tough time that really weighed on you. Well, COVID was, was really difficult. Um, it, the timing of it for us was awful. Um, you know, it was right after our first Big Ten tournament, and we had two national qualifiers, um, you know, two guys that probably weren't even in the, the picture to be national qualifiers before Clemson and company arrived to College Park. And so credit to our, the staff really coaching those guys up and, and investing in those guys and getting them to believe and compete at a, a much higher level than they were prior to us coming. And we lost all that momentum. And uh, that was that was tough. And then it was COVID was different out here than it was a lot of places because um, the way people live out here uh, with how you are, you know, uh, public transportation and more urban lifestyles and city style living. It's just a different, you know, it's a different life. And, and the disease was transmitted so much more frequently early on when the original strands were nasty and um, we were shut down out here earlier and longer than a lot of our counterparts across the country um, even within our own league the way the the response to the pandemic in in college park was compared to how it was handled in lincoln or iowa city it's just it's different and uh um that made it really tough for us uh just to kind of get the momentum going again 
we didn't see our kids for, you know, we got kicked out of the room. I think it was March 13th, Thursday, March 13th, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we didn't have another organized team workout until October 10th. And that was outside and it was in small groups. We didn't have a full original wrestling practice or full like holistic or holistic full yeah. team workout um, in the room until December, I think it was 12th or 11th of that year. Um, it was just, that was not a lot of fun uh, for what we were trying to get done and uh, the story we were trying to tell with recruits. And um, it was really difficult. And then last year, um, knowing we had the, the, the three kids that are, are special, if Braxton Brown and Ethan Miller and, and Jackson Smith, you see those three guys competing at a really high level. And I think what's lost with what those three young kids are doing right now is they're doing it against sixth year and seventh year guys. It's one thing to be a freshman. It's another thing to be a freshman in our league. It's another thing to be a freshman in our league at this time. And so for those three kids that be having the seasons that they're having, I think is, is remarkable. And, uh, um, it was hard sitting that talent last year, um, and red, keeping those guys in red shirt and, and basically sacrificing for the future. And, um, I'm glad we did it. It was what was best for those three guys. So, um, that set us up for this year to have the success we're having. And I think to continue to have, uh, multiple years of success and, and to, to kind of keep taking steps forward. Um, but coming off of COVID and then knowing we had all this talent sitting was, was not easy. So it was a rough, uh, rough 18 months there to get to where we are now. It's, it's been a lot more fun this year for sure. <laughs> That's good to hear. What we you know when, I'm sure when you went and beat Purdue, it wasn't like, oh, now I feel momentum, right? It was building, I'm sure. And you probably said to the team, hey, tonight's an opportunity to be, a, you know, a solid team and win. Right? When did you feel like you had momentum, COVID, er, you had momentum, hit the brakes, kind of shifted things wrong? Between then and now or this year, when did you feel momentum starting to go again in your way? Yeah, Cochran. Last year, Cochran went in scuffle. And then that stunk because then he cracked his thumb. And he wrestled a little different for a couple of weeks after that. And he kind of slid and he lost some momentum too. And so that stunk. But then, you know, having three qualifiers was great. And then the run Jackson Smith went on um, at U20s. That kind of, I think, sent – I think uh, the, the kids in the room felt that it was changing and the staff felt that it was changing. But I think uh, Jackson kind of opened up people's eyes like, oh, this young group is is for real. And uh, – um, and that parlayed into the Pittsburgh win, you know, and you see the season that Pittsburgh's had and the success that Keith is, is having with that team. And for us to go into their building and, and beat them in their place on a Friday night with a hostile environment, um, that gave us some, some momentum. And then again, Virginia duels, we had a solid Virginia duels, you know, beating Oklahoma, one of the most storied programs in our sports history that's led by my college coach. So that was, you know, fun on multiple levels. Um, I think those two wins and um, were great because we, we let an opportunity slip away against Indiana at home. Uh, credit to Angel and his, his squad. They, they each one out on us on criteria and we, we let an opportunity slip and credit to our kids to bounce back and get a big 10 win against Purdue. Who's, you know, really well coached and with Tony Ursland and, and uh, our guys found a way to, to, to get a win that night. And uh, um and that's good for our program because, man, I know our group is 
it's funny, we've beaten some really good teams, right? Virginia, Oklahoma, Pittsburgh. Um, we, we had double-digit wins last year. But all anybody wants to talk about is Big Ten, Big Ten, Big Ten. And I'm like, geez, guys, enough of it already. So getting a Big Ten win, it's like, all right, can we just not talk about Big Ten wins? Or It's like we beat good teams, right? Maryland wrestling beats good teams, and we're going to continue to do so. That should be the focus. And uh, um, But, again, that outside noise a little bit, um, it, it's, I think it was just healthy for our kids to not have to listen to it anymore. I think one thing, it's easy for adults or easier for adults. Like I can compartmentalize it. Um, it, it'll eat at me for a minute and then I got 10,000 other things to worry about. I think for our kids, it maybe is a little different to constantly hear about it, read about it, see it on social media. They don't have to, they don't have to be affected by that anymore. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we shouldn't talk about it being your first big 10 win, but <laughs> one congrats. And I, it, you, whether or not you think it is, it, it is a big deal uh, in the wrestling community and it's, it's notable, right? So, um, but let's, let's, Take me through the duel, cause you know I I didn't watch, but I, I read back about oh, it, and I man. I'm sure your emotions are all over, the, you know, all over. Yeah, the place. it wasn't great, right? I mean, Braxton Brown wrestled really well. Just Matt Ramos is a friggin' stud, and uh, he just out wrestled us early in two or three positions that Braxton usually secures and neutralizes and gets on top and does his thing. He's very similar to Daniel Lewis. Like when I think about mm -hmm. their wrestling. Um, the first time I saw Braxton, I, he reminded me of Allen with his two-on-one and his low single and his, he's mean on top. But really, he's Daniel. And uh, he, he wants to get out and get going right away and, and get on top of you. And when he doesn't, sometimes he struggles like Daniel did when he was young, too. And Ramos did a really good job of neutralizing two or three solid leg attacks. And, uh, and then he kind of turned the match into his favor, and, and we got exposed a little bit. And then, you know, Matt, uh, King Sandoval is just not quite himself yet. Um, just, you know, he's back like the undertaker, right. Uh, from the grave, he just hasn't had enough training. So, um, and then Freddie Miller, right. Cal lost a, a war. Um, Phileas just, man, credit to that kid, just a couple of positions, 50, 50 positions, the, the Wiley veteran pulled him out and we, we just couldn't get rolling there. And then Ethan came out and, and did what Ethan does and, and got a major decision. And that kind of gave us the little spark. And then Kendall Coleman came out and did Kendall Coleman things and pinned our dude. So we went into halftime and I was like, mother effer. Um, and so we went in the back and, and I was like, you know, yelling at this group isn't, it's not what these kids need. They're down right now. We won a couple duels last year on the backside. We beat um, Navy that way going on a, a four or five run. We beat Drexel that way going on a four or five run. We beat Duke that it just like, there was, some matches that we we crawled out of on the backside and I just I I pulled our our five kids together that were that were going to wrestle on the second half and I said hey we've got a tall task to do to to get done here but we can do it we did it last year this group has won four or five matches we can go five oh there's no reason we can't but we only need four or five so let's let's get one let's just let's get one and see where we're at and uh John Martin Best just did a phenomenal job of battling for, you know, gosh, he won a, a double overtime right out match. And uh, I told Dom Solis, our captain, I said, hey, that was one. We got one. Now do your job. And Dom went out again, was behind four to one at one point within the boy had riding time going into the second period. And Dominic just crawled back and crawled back and crawled back. And there was two. And so I told Kevin McCosey, all right, we got two. And uh, he went out and fought really hard. And, and Vanadia just 
clipped him and and did his job a little better than Kevin did his. And then we got we've got the phenom right, Jackson. And I said, all right, man, you, you know you know what's needed, and uh, get get your win first and take care of business. And then when you see bonus point opportunities, we got to hunt them. And uh, to ask a young kid to do that, I think, is a lot. Um, but he's delivered for us before, and he was up for it. And coming off injury, you know, he hadn't wrestled in three weeks, and uh, he went right out and got to his positions. And you could tell with the inside trip, he was looking bonus early and often. And he got the kid on his back, and he didn't let him off. And then that set the stage for, for Jaron. And I didn't even celebrate with Jackson because I went right to Jaron, and I said, hey, We've got three. We need one more. We need four. Nobody more equipped to close us out than you. And uh, I was, he, you know, he, he turned down a contract with the WWE. Not an NLI deal. He turned down a guaranteed contract, three-year guaranteed contract to come back and wrestle. And I said, you ready to put on a show? And he just smiled and gave me a wink. And I was like, I walked back and I was like, we got it. And <laughs> Brissetta and Mellon were like, what? I was like, our dude's going to deliver. I just, I know it. And he did. And it was, it was awesome. And uh, um, really cool that the hometown kid, right? He's right from up the road in Columbia, Maryland, public school kid um, who's been through a ton of injury, would come back and get his second master's degree and be a part of what we're doing and believe in our staff and, and this program and, and, and put on for, for his, his home state team and fly the flag. And, and it's, you know, when you envision something as a coach, that's a, that's a really cool story to think about in your head but then to see it written in real life was was awesome and, and credit to Jaron and and just our whole team for battling that night because we had a couple guys not give up bonus points and we had a couple guys you know fight off their back and, and I know Michael North did not want to get pinned and he fought off his back once and and was trying to survive that position and, and Coleman is just kids a freak and mm-hmm. he, he found it again and he did his job and I told him after the match I actually grabbed him and I was like hey dude you could have made it any harder on us like credit to you 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 did what your team needed and that's that's awesome that you're able to do that for your your squad and uh you should be really proud of your individual effort tonight so um but i was really proud of our kids and and it was you know the locker room you got a picture up there just the emotion that came out they missed that celebration in pittsburgh it was a very similar celebration and uh um our, our kids are just excited and i am too you know i'm i think uh I, I can be emotional at times. Um, I've been known to probably jaw a little more than I should and probably embarrassed about that at times afterwards that I've let my emotions get the best of me where I've said something to an opposing coach that I shouldn't have or maybe ridden a referee a little longer than I should have. Um, I think most people that know my character know that that I don't mean anything by it. It's it's pretty harmless. It's in the, the moment. Um, but, you know, some people I'm sure think I'm a a-hole as well. and That's fair. Yeah, well, I mean, like the 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 line of coaches a mile long in the NCA who yell at an opposing coach or give the rep too much. <laughs> so, I mean, like I'm right there, man. Every you know, yeah. it's not uncommon. Yeah, you know what it happens? You know, you, you just you never want to be disrespectful to your opponents. Though. Sure, our sport is it. You know, it just and when you, when whenever you've, you've been that, I think you're embarrassed by it. And you try to learn from it. It's, it's, yeah, it's very, it is an emotional sport, right? It's very powerful. Uh, but one, one thing I went back, I go back and I like about what you did at halftime was one, these guys, don't, I don't, they don't need to rip them, right? What good is that going to do anybody right now? And if they need to be ripped, maybe do it tomorrow or something, but not one. I'm, I'm just going to grab these five guys, take them over here. That's the, all that matters right now, right? What, what that, 
okay, that's 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 done. Those five. Done. However <laughs> you care about it, if awesome, terrible, they don't need to hear anything right now. Let yeah. me talk to these five guys and tell them what they need. Is that normal, or is that the first time you've done that, or? No, it's not the first time. Um, I actually got it from Coach Zaleski. Um, we were getting beat up pretty bad at, at Oregon State one duel, and, and he uh, gave me some direction. He said, hey, I want you to get the five guys that haven't wrestled, and I want you to get them away from the five guys that have and, and find a spot in the locker room where we can get in those guys' ears and, and maybe change the message. And, and uh, um, he's like, we'll deal with the other five later. And uh, um I've seen Brian do a similar thing and, and uh, you know, people don't realize how much momentum there is in dual meets that, yeah, they're individual matchups, but there's momentum and that's, a, it's a thing. And it's real, especially when you've got a good home crowd and we've had a great home crowd all year. We, I mean, people have packed, we like to say pack the path and our fans have showed up all year. It's been, it's been great. And uh, not only have they shown up, but they've been loud and they've been into it and they've reacted to big moments. And they've, you know, when Jaron comes out to Timmy trumpets, they're, you know, getting into the beat and they're clapping and it's, it's a good, it's a fun place to wrestle. It's a good environment. So I just, I wanted to remind those five guys that, Hey, look, we can't fix right now what, what went wrong in those, with those five, we'll, we'll get back to the drawing board. We'll, we'll iron out the kinks. We'll drop practice plans. We'll get individual drills done. We'll, we'll, we'll address whatever we need to right now. You have to do your job. We, we have to win four or five at minimum. I'd like to win all five. Let's, you know, let's see if we can't, you know, go on a five Oh run here, but just let's focus on one. Just you do, do you, you do you, you do you, et cetera. We'll have this duel where it needs to be at the end of the night. And, uh, um, I think anytime a group responds to your staff and, and your direction, um, as a coach, you're really proud. And, um, it's awesome to see our kids, you know, have faith in, in what we're doing and, and our messaging and, and in themselves to go out and perform uh, the way they did. Because, um, you know, momentum's a thing. And John Martin put his foot down and just said, I'm going to stop the bleeding right now. I'm going to find a way to will myself to victory. Cause, and he's not, he's just not himself right now. He's wrestling 13 months coming off an ACL surgery. Then he had, got mono um, this, this fall and was out a little longer than he should have been. And he, uh, uh, it just took a while for his body to bounce back. He just, we're not seeing the best John Martin. Credit to him, he's giving us his best stuff. And uh, that's all you can ask for as a coach. Um, we know it's not the best version of him, but he's giving us his best. And he that, you know, that night, that effort was, I think, big. And then, again, Dominic and so on and so forth. So, um, a fun, fun night for sure. Yeah, congratulations. It looked like a blast. Uh, I'm thinking for lunch today, I might go get some five guys. Five guys is, is okay. uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Hard to beat. However, um, you know, oh. you guys have a uh, Whataburger down there. So oh, Whataburger, we have P. Terry's, which, which smashes Whataburger. I don't know. In my, in my I don't opinion, know P. Terry's. It's a, yeah, it's an Austin, P. not just, it's like an Austin. Well, you know, five, so five guys started out here. I didn't know, I didn't that. know that. You know, I've always enjoyed five guys, but um, it actually started in DC. The original one was in DC. So um, five guys. You know, as the young kids say, smacks. Yeah. Uh, and I pr- I was just throwing all his praise to him, but I'm, I'm throwing one of the best for just a second. I have heard Brian Smith yell at the team during halftime when it's like, yo, these, you know, and I was probably one of the guys getting yelled at. Well, I've, I've he, heard that too. I've heard, I've heard, uh, I've seen angry Brian. It's, uh, it's, it's scary at times. 
Yeah. Um, he's, he's not the largest out. man, but, but yeah. I, I don't know if I'd want to fight Brian then. <laughs> no, 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 thanks. You scared the Jesus out of me. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, obviously what you're doing with the program and, and there are a lot of noises being made about the big 10 win, which I think it's a big deal, but you know, beating Pitt, beating Virginia, beating, you know, these, these solid wins that you guys are accruing is impressive. And it shows that you have the ship turned in the right directions and, you know, they're trying to, throttle down now so keep up the good work um and, and i know like you're still just kind of getting started if, if, Appreciate if it. i know what you're you're looking to do but um before we leave i wanted to wrap up and i gave you a little heads up on this about about being a funny man and telling a joke we have a little segment called joke time so the, the, the floor right. is yours okay so i love ice cream right i love desserts I, I always say that there's a 300 pound fat kid inside of me and he every day he tries to get out it's Really hard. I got to push, push him down. But, um, so you can use this sometime. Like you can tell this like anytime, like you can, you know, get your wife going a little bit, but, um, you're out to eat at a, at a restaurant. It's the right guys out to eat at a restaurant. And, uh, um, it's, a it's like a buffet style. Right. And the guy gets up and he, and he goes to the, uh, to the dessert bar and he comes back and he's got a big old plate and his wife's like, you know, giving him a look like you shouldn't have done that. And he gets up and he goes again. And she's like, really and the guy's like yeah it's free right like buffet and she's like rolls her eyes and, and the guy's like third time goes back and like comes back and now he's got two plates and uh the wife's like what is wrong with you like she's like whispering under her breath you know she got her napkin up to her mouth like this is embarrassing like you need to stop like what do you tell the wait staff like when you go up there and they like see you now for the third time and now you're bringing two plates back and as the guy's like eating his brownie, like with ice cream and the peanuts and the M&Ms and the chocolate all over it, he's like, I told him it's all for you. <laughs> That's I, my bet she, I bet she loved that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but so you can eat, right. You can, you can make that, you can insert yourself in that, or you can just tell it as like your friend or whatever you can, yeah. that can be your, a joke. So I love um, it. I've told that story a couple of times and, and people like to, to laugh mainly at me because I think they know my personality and what happens is, is you know you're I think sometimes like I'm like overly competitive and argumentative by nature like my wife's like you should have been a lawyer like not a wrestling coach like you just argue to argue sometimes and uh um I, I just think you know I don't know how I'm wired or whatever I just like to fight like whether it's like with wrestling or arguments or you know whatever I just enjoy fighting everything so um people that know my personality or they, they know I, I, I mean, my wife, I was completely messing with her. Right. And, uh, um, so I've told that story a couple of times to some of our friends and they're like, Oh my God, Alex, you did not. I'm like, yeah. So, um, they, they always laugh pretty good, but you could insert like, you know, anybody's name, you could tell it as a story or you could say, Hey, you know, just tell it as a joke, but yeah. see, if, see what kind of reaction you get. Fantastic, man. I love it. I appreciate it. And, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I, I, you know, you guys are headed in, in the right direction and, and only gaining momentum. So we're going to give you the final word before, before we let you move on. Well, I, you know, Mark, I appreciate you having me on. I think it's, it's really cool that, you know, we have known each other so long. Uh, it's funny. I got another connection to flow too. I knew piles when he was coaching in high school at Virginia, when I was at, <laughs> at, at, uh, at UVA. So, um, and then, you know, the original flow Joe, right. So my yeah. flow roots go deep. Um, but no, it's, it's great to come on the show and, uh, and for people to recognize what our kids are doing, because it, it's not easy, right? Big 10 wrestling is, 
it's like no other. And uh, um, it, it's, it's fun to see our guys uh, hard work and their sacrifice and their perseverance, you know, paying off and, and being recognized. And it's great to be able to tell that story and to share um, with, you know, what all the great things that are happening in college park. And uh, so I'm just appreciative of that opportunity. And man, if, if you're a lay wrestling fan out there and you're not, um, you know, married to a team, it's a good young group of kids and they're an exciting group of kids. If you want to hitch a wagon and, and be a part of something, turtle power is fun right now. And it's going to become more fun. And, and uh, I'll take everybody in the wagon with us that, that want to get in and, and uh, um, support us. So um, as always, you know, every time people out here always say go Terps. So I appreciate you, Mark and go Terps. All right, man. Appreciate you, Alex. Uh, go Terps and tur- Turtle Power. Love, love the, love the slogan. So, uh, keep keep up the great work and have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. All right, folks. Yeah, Alex Clemson doing doing great things out there at Maryland. Really excited to see them continue on. And you know, it's not going to be too long before they're having All Americans and national champs. So, uh, thanks to him for coming on. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>